0: I'm Stuart Brand. This seminar about long-term thinking is brought to you by the Long Now Foundation. If you would like to see high-quality videos of the talks in the series, including this one, they are available online for Long Now members at longnow.org. Welcome to Occupy the Castro. We want to thank the organist, Warren Lubitsch, and the amazing team here at the Castro Theater. I'm Stuart Brand from the Long Now Foundation. I'm gonna put in a brief pitch for membership. How many members of the Long Now Foundation are here? Ooh, you're probably gonna show your cards and call out your numbers. Um, we're almost to 4,000 members, and uh, I think we're at 3,680, so you can do the math. Uh, we'd love to get 4000 by the end of the year. When that happens, uh, the membership will be supporting one-third of the whole general fund of the Long Now Foundation with all of its activities, and that makes you members the largest donor. So thank you now and in advance. Members, besides getting guaranteed seats and, quote, free tickets to these events, the seminars about long-term thinking, also get early access to some things. There's gonna be a major announcement of our 10,000 year clock, which you may know is now under construction in West Texas. Um, That will come to the members first. And we're contemplating a whole new project, which is a deep dark secret for now. Uh, Members will be the first to know about it because we need your help uh, while it's still tentative thinking it through. So membership involves uh, engagement at an intellectual level. Rick Prelinger, is joined tonight by panelists. Um, who we got? Ed Holmes and Woody LaBounty who he will introduce. <laughs> Rick Pellinger, show us what film history really looks like.
1: Thanks, Stuart. Uh, my God, the Castro. I mean. What happens? Is it back to counterpulse after this? Uh, maybe it should be. Um, thank you all for coming. How many of you are uh, for this? Is your first Lost Landscape show? Oh, a bunch. Okay, welcome, welcome. Number six. Uh, very difficult to believe. Um, some of you, some of you who I hoped would be here are not here, and I hope you'll tell your friends that we're going to have a repeat screening on January 24th at Internet Archive. Um, let's see, a couple things I wanted to say I owe thanks to many, many people for helping to make this come together it's more names than I could ever read right now but the credits at the end of the film will show you a long list of people who've donated home movies and family films shared them with me, um, led me to new sources as I always say, I would be delighted to hear from any of you who have material or who know of any and for those of you who've donated film but not yet seen it Please forgive me for being slow. You've shared abundance, and it takes a while to sift through abundance. Um, Stuart mentioned our panelists. Uh, we have Ed Holmes, who is a longtime San Francisco transgressor. Uh, his career has uh, encompassed membership in the San Francisco Mime Troupe. He's also Bishop Joey on St. Stupid's Day of the First Church of the Last Laugh. And we'll contribute, um, years of San Francisco experience and maybe a note of, uh, a note of unseriousness to this. And, um, Woody Lebounty, aided by David Gallagher of the Western Neighborhoods project, which is an amazing local history institution. (laughs) Outsidelands.org for you, for you who have your smartphones on, by the way, you can leave them on, um, Tonight is the first high-def Lost Landscapes screening, so forgive me my glitches. It combines images from many sources, travelogues, industrial films, and these amazing what are called process plates in Hollywood, these background shots that were made for rear projection in feature films, and a great deal of the footage tonight comes from home movies. So for years... um, Classical archives focused mostly on collecting institutional records, traces of history that were left by governments, by corporations, by organizations, by churches, and so on. But you know, today, we've tipped into an age where individuals are creating vast amounts of data. And if it's kept, the historical trails will be thick and dense. And in fact, I think... Um, personal records, which include home movies, have overtaken the records of organizations, institutions, and governments, certainly in mass and, and I think, importance. And um, if you imagine the archives of the future, you know, I spend a bunch of time thinking about the archives of the future. I think people are going to be much more interested in records relating to individuals' lives uh, than otherwise. Already, you know, genealogy and local history are very popular, and we need to think about what we're going to save, how we're going to save, how we're going to make it accessible. It's the key to understanding history, memory and the future of archives. I mean, it's sort of, um, personal records interest the public a lot more than others. You know, I don't do so much with educational films anymore. I love home movies and here are some thousand, thirteen hundred 1300 of you plus waiting to watch other people's home movies. So that kind of proves the point. Um, And, you know, personal records, even just home movies, they're essentially infinite. So if we can figure out how to save them, we've licked a a big, big problem. And also, um, home movies and, and, and the records of individuals' lives are kind of a workaround because so much history is under copyright. It's locked down. It's enclosed. Very hard to touch. Very hard to work with. So that although we might not be able to use a piece of music, in something that we might make ourselves. We could use people dancing, we could use people reacting, we could use um, the way that it impacted our our personal lives. And you know, finally, uh, records of ordinary people's lives, they cut to the core about how we think about sharing and transparency. Um, Everybody often, lots of journalists talk about how we're living in very transparent times, but you know we really aren't, because governments and corporations know much more about us than we know about them. And um, aside from those of us that are still active on Facebook, we don't really like strangers knowing what we're doing. So we kind of have to figure this out. Uh, We may have to wait for a society that's built on greater trust before we start sharing these things. But so, as I always say, I hope this event is as much about San Francisco's future as it is about the fascinating past. Um, The new issue of the new um, California Northern magazine, have any of you seen this? It's really worth looking at. It's on Imagining Utopia, and in it, my co-librarian Megan says, people who jump nimbly between historical consciousness and future-oriented thinking have particular latitude to build flourishing utopian spaces, which I think sounds like a pretty good description of us in this room tonight. People who jump nimbly between historical consciousness and future oriented thinking. Um, let's not, I'm going to follow Stewart with his occupy the Castro. Let's not simply accept the adulterated versions of utopia that you can buy with a credit card. Um, I've bonded with my smartphone too, but utopia is not a product. This is one of these moments in history where large numbers of us are thinking about the kind of world that we'd like to spend our lives in. So after the show, let's go out and make it happen. So finally, you are the soundtrack. Um, Most of these films are silent. And even if they weren't, you have permission, and I'm really asking you, speak up. Uh, If you've been here before, you know what this is all about. If you know what something is, yell it out. If you don't, ask a question. If you dispute what somebody else has to say, make some noise. And uh, we'll have a great time. Thank you so much. (laughs) This is our traditional opening. This was shot by Mr. John Summers in August 1941 as he flew into SFO. No, he was a a fair paying passenger. Yes, it is, but it's uh, bigger.
2: (laughs) That's the kind of insight we get at these events.
1: (laughs) I spend a year thinking those things up. (laughs) Yes, which will...
2: (laughs) Friendly skies.
3: (laughs) Please take off
2: your shoes, take off your shoes.
1: This is about 1947, and it's an outtake from an unknown feature film. Maybe somebody can identify it. The studio is Columbia Pictures. This is a very big room, so you're going to have to raise your voices. Very good. Free popcorn.
4: didn't carry over to Bart, eating on Bart.
1: coming off the uh, Bay Bridge the Fremont Street off ramp in the late 40s Rincon Hill It's primer the primer coat
2: Rinkin Hill was a fashionable part of San Francisco in the 1850s and they kept cutting away and cutting away at it and then finally the Bay Bridge pretty much obliterated it Where's the side? Yeah
1: So this is the material that was shot to be the background in a movie scene. Somebody might be sitting in a cab, and you would see this projected in the background. Okay, so you've all seen Market Street, 1906, just before the earthquake, right? Many times over. You've all had it emailed. Um, So this is a similar trip backwards, but it's Market Street in the late 30s, and shortly we'll go to wartime Market Street. Um, And I just... The detail on this material is so rich uh compared to the market street of today. I wanted you all to be able to see this. Actually this is this is nineteen (laughs) forty-three-ish. That's a
2: Packard, the car on the right. Packard Packard on the right. We're getting an identification of the car on the right. And that's the ferry building in the background. there's your induction station on the left there
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes fundraising during the war
5: <laughs> <stops.
3: No>.
1: <laughs> Are any of the shops going by still there? I saw Patrick and company which I've bought things at.
2: Yeah, you can buy a like file folder for $35 there. Never mind, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> Lots of parking on Market Street, though. Huh? You can park there.
1: Well, this was during the war when pleasure driving was banned, and the nationwide speed limit was 35. And you needed—you'll see ration stickers in the front windows, windshields of cars. So not all these cars are necessarily supposed to be out there. See those little square stickers.
4: There's the bare-butt mechanic statue just passing over there to the left on battery. The statue of the bare-butt mechanics, if you haven't seen that. See
1: that great sign on the left? Yeah, it's spinning over there. And these are the white front uh, cars of the Market Street Railway.
2: That was like a hypno wheel: like, support the war effort.
4: And this is all fill dirt, San Francisco, too. That's everything from uh, Battery down to the uh, eastern edge is fill dirt. This is. Yeah, that's the one.
2: Well, the, the J car, that's Muni, so the letters are. But the one, this is the one California. You know, you get on the bus today, but it used to be a streetcar. That's a cow catcher. Catch all the cows.
1: The rack is to scoop up people that fell down in front of it. Seriously.
2: It was. It was supposed to be a safety thing, but apparently it didn't really work, right?
1: <laughs> so
2: It just diced them into Julian fries.
1: <laughs> so somebody asked where this film comes from. It was, a, a, uh, it was from a studio stock footage library, and they junked it. It's nitrate, and this is a a high-def transfer from the original 35 millimeter negative, which is why there's so much great detail. So it's... it's California
2: School of Beauty Culture.
5: This block is removed for the Powell Street uh, Plaza.
1: Powell Mar- Plaza.
2: Oh, there's the Telenews. That's the one. Jack, what, that was the one that used to show only newsreels, is that right? 24 hours a day, newsreels.
1: Newsreels and also, by the way, some uh, industrial films.
5: Yeah,
1: the
2: Humboldt Bank building up on the left on.
1: Fourth, is it? No. Fourth and Mark.
2: Yeah, it's near fourth. Fifth and sixth. It's just fourth, I think. I could be wrong.
3: We're
2: at yeah, we're at six. We're talking about the Humboldt Bank Building.
1: So this is burlesque, right?
2: I don't think public transportation was much faster back then than it is today. It seems pretty slow.
1: Health food store. Painless Parker. (laughs) Okay. It's post-war, and we're at market, and about, uh, this is Van Ness coming up. And we're coming into town.
2: That's more like it.
1: (laughs) But this neighborhood was exciting back then. Twitter building. Yeah.
5: <laughs> the Fox on the right.
2: Yeah, the Fox Theater on the right there. There it goes. So these four tracks on Market Street with all the streetcars, people were getting run over all the time. If you look at the old newspapers, it's like I couldn't I couldn't believe how often people were getting mangled by a streetcar. They so, were tougher back then, right, Rick?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're turning down, about to turn down six.
3: Yeah, the Golden
2: Gate's still there.
4: It's the European version here. Frisco. Uh, Anybody have problems with calling this city Frisco? No. Right. Okay. Sailors and gold miners called it that, so it's okay.
5: 33 Buick.
2: Merry Christmas. The and, and have all but
3: crushed what was once the promise of our city. a good place to work, to play, to live.
0: It is a challenge one of the people of virtually oh, every major city. Yeah.
2: The Kaiser Building, right?
0: This is one such place. The San Francisco Bay Area, bisected by water. Switch by hills, to eclipses, spread along shifting dunes of sand. These surprises of earth and elements make this a place of beauty. They are also barriers to people
2: on the moon. And if the region is to remain vital, it must move. a the thousands at a time. The answer is in the project name for this region, for this I was so worried it was going to be a freeway. That was
1: so- I'm sorry, that was, that was the best part of the film.
4: The health club now,
1: women only benches.
2: The park used to have all sorts of animals, herds of sheep, and that sort of thing. Gongay Park.
1: That was from a 1935 uh, Fox Movietown film donated by Jack Tilmany. Thank you, Jack.
2: Who's in the audience tonight? Who's in the
1: audience? This is Market Street at dusk during the war. People are getting ready to party.
2: Yeah, there's the news again.
1: This is Market and Castro, 1932. Snow on Twin Peaks
2: yeah 32 there are tons of photos everybody went out and took a picture
1: tonight will be no exception So this is the old produce market, uh, which is now the Golden Gateway Center. We just we were heading down uh, Washington Street. Where are we now? Help, uh, Davis. That's right. This is the only footage of this place I've ever seen. Yeah,
2: it was torn down in the early '60s. Uh, Thieves, Highway was loca- Thieves
5: Highway was filmed on location. Thieves Highway
1: was filmed on location. Uh huh. The film Thieves Highway was filmed on location here. I wonder if these are outs from outtakes from Thieves Highway.
2: It was a blighted part of town they were going to Oh, renovate. this is the
1: old Hall of Justice and Portsmouth Square. It's the only footage I had, so I slowed it down. So this is these are home movies from the G family. You may remember from past years. This is a little excerpt. Kathy G's in the audience tonight. And this is the the uh, mid to late '40s. And uh, Kathy, what is the school? Do you remember?
2: Gene Parker, yeah. Too close. Yeah. <laughs>
5: And some, uh, just a
1: few feature outtakes, many, many films were set in Chinatown with very, you know, very little regard for what the real Chinatown was like, but the footage has great documentary value. Um, there's quite a lot of this, so I just picked a few clips. I'd say Wimpy? Yeah, Wimpy was the name of the, the camera person.
2: Oh, I thought maybe it was a Popeye movie or something. <laughs>
1: The Lipo Bar. Chasing. Yep.
2: I can see Barbara Streisand in the passenger
1: seat. Yes, Grant Avenue, formerly uh, DuPont Street. DuPont guy. DuPont guy. Why did restaurants stop serving chop suey? It's not Chinese food.
3: <laughs> you
2: probably will.
4: This is a low-budget bullet version, didn't have a car.
1: was the trailer and these are the outtakes yeah this is the the uh, non-touristy side of north beach This is uh, Upper Kearney, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's one way.
2: There's no parking then either. (laughs) And look at all the garbage. I mean, people, it was dirty back then too. Everybody acts like, you know, we're the only ones dropping our Twinkie wrappers, but.
1: So they're covering the different angles, right? If two people were skiing in a car so that they could this is the the beer hall, which I like right up there. The pool hall. Oh, okay, where are we do people know where we're going? Exactly. Telegraph Hill before the streets were all paved. This is just about nineteen twenty seven, I think it had just opened up. A year or two before, I think, isn't that? Yeah.
2: Okay. It really is yeah.
1: With a turntable. Mm-hmm.
2: Rock. I think we need some chase music. So, um,
4: the Embargadero Freeway is under construction.
1: <laughs> We're all of one mind on that. These are um, outtakes from the lineup,
2: 1957. Yeah, that's about
1: we will see more from this, but they left an amazing trail of San Francisco footage. I like it when the actors don't get in the way.
2: <laughs> trying to tell you something, Ed. That's why
4: I'm sitting back here,
1: Ed. <laughs> yeah, Market Street right there. The Ensign
2: Cafe, it said, yeah.
1: Bloody Thursday, July 5,
5: 1934, Stewart Street, Otterford
3: Building.
2: This is where the bad guy meets his end in the lineup, right? Yep. He drives up here and... Uh, of course Don't give it away. Way. Don't oh. give it
1: away. All right, all right, all right.
2: <laughs> well, you know it's not going to end good. Look
3: at that. <laughs> <laughs> Come from the land of fog. It's
2: good for your complexion.
1: Well, as Woody said, everybody photographed the snowstorm. These are two families' uh, home movies of the snowstorm, cut down from, I would say, 15 minutes. Climate change.
5: 79, 79 years.
1: This is Nob Hill, isn't it? They lived on, I think, on California. <laughs> Lafayette Square. Thank you. Good question. Until about nineteen thirty-three you had to be comfortable because home movies cost this is another family, the Larson family. Home movies cost about two dollars a minute, which today would be about twenty-five a minute, more or less. And then in nineteen thirty three they put out eight millimeter, and in the thirties you start to see working class people shooting home movies, and suddenly home movies become diverse and they encompass just a wide variety of experience and activities, and they get really, really cool. But this is 16 millimeter. This was a comfortable family. Do you know what the location is here, Rick? I don't. Okay. I need help.
2: What's their name? It kind of looks like the marina. Somebody, I think that might be.
1: Might be the marina. This was the uh, the Larson family. Was,
2: school that day? <laughs> was it a school day? I, mean, I a think snow it was day Sunday.
1: But here we're somewhere else now. That
2: looks west of Twin Peaks, maybe.
1: Yep. We got a house number here for the benefit of Western Neighborhoods detectives. We think 1408,
2: that's too high. <laughs> nope. Too much mercury.
1: So Fisherman's Wharf was a wartime security zone, do you see the sign? No cameras permitted, U.S. Army.
2: This is Jefferson. Mm
1: -hmm. This is an unidentified uh, family visiting San Francisco in about 1959. eBay. Yep. Oh, so, okay, here people are congregating on the site of the Panama Pacific International Exposition, or PPIE. This is uh, footage from Jack Tilmany. Thanks so much again. And I wonder if anybody can tell us a little more about what's going on. I think it's groundbreaking ceremony, isn't it? Sure.
3: <laughs> maybe it's an Easter egg hunt. Oh, what are they doing?
2: Yeah, that's the old gas. I don't know how that gas thing works, but that was in the marina for years, that giant gas building.
1: By Safeway. Yeah. What year is
2: this? Well, the fair was in nineteen fifteen, so
1: I think it's a little earlier Yeah, though, so this must
2: have been a couple years before.
1: Twelve or thirteen maybe.
2: A lot of it was fill.
1: This is, this is
2: where Washerwoman's Lagoon was, right? In that area? Where it used to be uh, marshland, essentially. And, and when they had the fair, they were like, great, we'll have a fair, we'll get everybody out here, and then we'll build a whole bunch of houses on it.
1: There's really wonderful pictures at the San Francisco Main Library uh, website from here at this time. This is Chrissy Field in the uh, very late 20s, very early 30s. Oh, right. So it's got to be early thirties. There's the bridge. I'm forgetting my preparation. (laughs) Uh (laughs) This footage comes from, uh, Phil Arnault. Um, there's trails that have been named after Mr. Arnault and this is, these are his family films. Um, and it's the bridge opening.
5: Those lights, yeah, they were. Those lights were
1: there from the beginning.
4: And in '87, there were like a half a million people did the walk on the bridge. Yeah. Anybody, anybody, be there? Anybody, raise your hand if you were on the bridge. You yeah. almost died that day. Yeah, my wife was in the middle, and the bridge she, went like this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: This is another family on the same day. <laughs> uh, it
3: looks like a
5: day. Yeah, play. it does look
3: like
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Tie was always required in San Francisco.
2: Didn't they say the tolls were going to pay for the bridge Then it'd be free
1: They always do This is uh, Some random Probably honeymoon footage Family from Tennessee
2: Aha, Ocean Beach Playland (laughs) Hooray There's the chutes ride. It was like a water ride with no seat belts. (laughs) And that windmill, the Murphy windmill, just got restored. If you go out there, you can see it, yeah. So
1: we're in the late 50s now?
2: This is when the Whitney Brothers, I think, owned the Cliff House and Sutro Baths. Oh, we have Whitney Brothers fans. Yeah, ice skating then, swimming wasn't paying real well anymore, and they were going with a tropical theme. You could go to the beach inside Sutro Bass where they had sand, and then they had ice skating nearby, which was kind of an odd juxtaposition.
1: There it is. Not enough people actually turned their camera over to the baths. (laughs)
4: What are you looking at?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's the giant camera, the camera obscura inside there.
1: That's just what's on all these process plates uh, so you could get a little context here. This is uh, Sutro's outtakes from the lineup.
2: Those nuns look suspicious. (laughs) Awesome. ice skating. Great. I've never seen that, Rick. That's cool. Yeah, you had to go by the little museum in there where they had Egyptian mummies, real Egyptian mummies, and coin collections and stuffed pumas and all sorts of oddities. anybody walk
1: the coastal trail up from Mary Way? This is the coastal trail in 1927 and where you see the little bit of a shipwreck now, that square piece of metal, there's the shipwreck. Mile around. Yeah, what, what's this uh, vessel?
2: Well, that, that could be, there was a few shipwrecks there, but there were sister ships, the Lyman Stewart and the Frank S. Buck, and they were built in the same shipyard and launched the same year, and they crashed in the same place.
4: It's serendipitous. Stuff like that always happens around here.
2: Yeah. yeah. Louise. Louis is back in business, hooray.
1: Mary Way parking lot
2: Whoa. Oh, no Seal Rock uh, No Seal motel. Rock in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that's Papa Ops TV. That was around for years,
1: that van. Is this lineup too? Yeah, this is this is a outs from the chase scene in the lineup, one of the chase scenes.
2: Yeah, you're going to end up at the Veterans Hospital over here.
1: Fort Miley Vets Hospital is on the right. How did you get this film? How did I get this film? The the studio gave it to a friend of mine, and a friend of mine sold it to somebody else, and uh, somebody else junked it, and Internet Archive now owns it and I've transferred it for us tonight.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, the
3: lineup.
2: I think we're gonna go up to the Palace of the Legion of Honor it looks like into Lincoln Park. This was a cemetery back in the 1800s and now it's a golf course. <laughs> Same thing.
1: Filled with bodies. Some some of the same residents, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, hey, down by 3rd Street, the Bayside Motel. Went derelict some years back.
4: Hourly rates. Right? What's that hood ornament? Who knows that hood ornament? Ford? No, not
1: so, um, uh, from Jack Tilmany, this, I believe, is, uh, is Valencia Street, and I believe it's um, uh, a parade to uh, see the, the uh, American soldiers off to World War I, which would make this about 1917. Maybe some people who know about the mission have some other thoughts. Well, there's
2: a campaign sign, Ralph mayor over there. So, I mean, Ralph, sorry. Rolf. Ralph. <laughs> Rolf (laughs) Molf.
1: You'll see a bunch of kids from different schools with their, their school banners shortly as well.
2: got some kind of hip-hop thing going there. <laughs>
1: so the Valencia car. Did
2: that kid have a sword? I think that kid had a sword. <laughs> oh, there's Fairmont School and John
3: Sheridan Sport.
2: over in the Ocean View. That's Sheridan School. That banner is still in the lobby of the Sheridan Grammar School.
1: I saw somebody here with a kilt tonight, right? So where's this? I thought it might be David Gallagher. No pressure.
5: I think, it, I think it's Winfield Street near uh, Esmeralda is where it is. Yeah. Oh, this? Oh, this, is a, this is a gas station at the corner of uh, Monterey and San Jose Avenue near Juiced. In 1939-ish. This intersection is completely obliterated now by the by the 280 freeway. Just nothing there, but it used to go San Jose Avenue used to come down behind us to the right and up to the left is Monterey Boulevard near Glen Park. Right? Near Glen Park, yeah. We're kind of looking easterly.
1: So that's Monterey Boulevard. So this bottom. film, as we see tonight, through the courtesy of our uh, local filmmaker and friend Scott Stark, who's collected, let's a wonderful filmmaker and person as well, has collected a lot of uh, San Francisco material, and this dates from about 1939. It's Kodachrome, which you know, if you keep it cool and dry, the, the colors will last hundreds of years.
4: Thirty-two Dodge. 32 Dodge. 30, Thirty-two Dodge.
2: I like having the car guy here. Okay.
4: And that's gin they're putting in there. <laughs> <laughs> you, can
5: see, uh, you can see this gas station. You can see this gas station on the uh, nineteen thirty-eight aerial shots that are now on the David Rumsey collection.
4: All right, go. (laughs) Rumble seat.
1: El Taraval, somewhere. Uh. All right, you saw this last year. These are the the glider trials over the Sunset District.
2: People used to build their own gliders and take them out there and launch them from the hilltops.
1: And this is what the west side of San Francisco looked like. Uh, We think about 1920, possibly 1919. This footage turned up in a basement on 23rd Avenue, so... And... um, Material from the Pellegrini family. Uh, This is, um, I believe, Sloat and the Great Highway, 1937-ish. And keep watching closely, those of you who live in the sunset, because another one of these very unusual shots of the sunset before it was built out. Sand dunes. Anybody place this? Okay. Um, this is a film be- from 1937, 39-ish and where, do, where are we? We're in the sunset somewhere. Yeah, definitely. But watch the periphery. Watch what's, uh, what's at the borders. This is, these are new houses but uh, they're built right on the dunes.
2: They look like Oliver Rousseau houses which are over near Sunset Boulevard, just east of Sunset Boulevard around 37th Avenue.
1: It's the 1500 block.
2: Well, that's almost right. And,
1: and see the dunes in the background. Palm trees, too. I like that. And the dunes in the background there as well.
2: Yeah, your house would just end, and then it would be nothing but sand dunes to the side. You try to plant a garden, then it would be buried the next morning. Yeah, we could find where this is, Rick.
1: Yeah, nature culture interface right there. Easter time. That's amazing. It's yeah. a great shot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Brand new. Oh, hey, there's the Brian Gate. We're going into Golden Gate Park on 19th Avenue
1: in about 1959. Okay. So, these are films from John Gorman, former examiner, photographer, and filmmaker from his daughter, Nancy O'Gorman, and these boys have just snuck into Laurel Hill Cemetery.
2: So, this is over near the, where the JCC and the old Fireman's Fund building is, between California and Masonic. Yeah, now it's UCSF. I'm sorry. I'm still living 20 years ago.
1: <laughs> I have been looking for footage of the cemeteries for years, and... Um, Some has finally showed. This is actually a little film with a a narrative. There's a plot here. Zombies? (laughs) I won't tell. Okay.
2: (laughs) And Richmond District Boosters wanted the cemeteries out for decades because they thought it impeded progress to their district from downtown.
1: I think by now, many of the uh, remains have been removed, right? And they're waiting to...
2: Perhaps... Oh, you mean by the time this footage? Yeah. By oh,
1: like <laughs> <even> 41. <today. laughs> What's that? Yeah. Colma. Did
4: it go Colma?
2: Yeah, they, they supposedly moved the bodies to Colma, most of them, including my great great grandmother. She got unearthed and moved down there from Laurel Hill Cemetery.
3: Are you
1: sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question.
4: looking for the Illuminati.
1: That's correct. Buena Vista?
2: If you go to Buena Vista Park you can uh, you can see it in the little rain gutters, little bits of headstone. You go out to uh, the marina district, the wave organ out there is made up of a lot of old gravestones and monuments.
4: It's J.R. Bob Dobbs with a pipe. I know.
2: That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> hey, you hipsters, get out of there! <laughs> <laughs> These cemeteries fell into a lot of disrepair because uh, they just basically started running out of money. You filled up the graveyard and you didn't get any new subscribers and they didn't have the perpetual care money coming in. So they would get kind of overgrown and they were thought to be unsafe, unhealthy.
1: I mean, kids used to play with bones and stuff, right? They would, <laughs> no, they would bring bones home until it was a problem. <laughs>
2: Too many bones can be a problem, yes.
1: <laughs> no, a woman named Trina Lopez, a filmmaker, made a wonderful, wonderful film, which I urge you to order from her, called, what, the last final... The final resting? Second final, rest. Second final rest. Is that you, Trina? No, uh. <laughs> it's really a, a great film about the, uh, the movement and the controversy of, of the end of the cemeteries.
2: If you go down to 280 Metro Center... Uh-oh. <laughs> Between the Home Depot and the Best Buy is a lot of the bodies from the Oddfellows Cemetery got dumped there, and there's one little marker. It's kind of broken in the middle.
3: <laughs> Uh-oh.
4: That's Dick Cheney's tomb right there. <laughs> you can't kill him. Look at those guys.
1: so at the same time uh, Mr. Gorman also photographed the cemeteries in color in Kodachrom so I put a little bit of this in too just I've never seen home movies of the cemeteries
2: I don't want that to be my home
1: <laughs> home movie this was 16 millimeter, correct it's just one roll one short roll
2: Uh, they started the most of the cemeteries were moved in the late 30s, early 40s, is I think when the last ones were moved. But they had four big cemeteries: Calvary, Masonic, Laurel Hill, and uh, the Odd Fellows Cemetery. And they were all centered around Gary and Masonic. It was still there Forty-nine, there was still some. The still there. Yeah, the col- you can still uh, get a niche at the columbarium and be interred and say, oh, here's US Senator David Broderick's tomb. He died in a duel over near Lake Merced in 1859, and he was buried in Laurel Hill. Monuments were, like we said, we were broken up and used as seawall material. And if you paid for it, if you owned one of them or your relative was buried there, you could pay to have it moved down to the cemeteries in Colma, but most people didn't or they couldn't be located. So they broke it up and used it for building suprop- supplies. And that's progress.
1: <laughs> I guess a bunch were dumped as, uh, as uh, coastal reinforcement off of Sloat.
2: Yeah, out near the beach. Yes. You know, the library has a nice picture of these kids playing on all these tombstones out at the beach.
5: Which
2: <laughs> I'm feeling kind of old right now, Rick, you know? I'm <laughs> closer to the grave. <laughs> does, this, does this get perkier or?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> It's the evidence. Bow down. It's the evidence. It's almost over, Woody.
4: (laughs) I don't like the sound of that either. (laughs) Nice cuffs.
1: So we're still in the Richmond District. This is Geary Boulevard. What I think around 1963, heading uh, uh, east from the right, the Coronet Theater in the background, Collins Avenue, Collins Street.
5: You should see the bridge on the right.
1: The bridge. Support our neighborhood theaters. Yes. Hal's hamburgers. This is before the Gary Tunnel was put in, huh? I believe so.
2: A Ford. I bet Lucky Penny or Copper Penny's still over there. <laughs> what do you think? Is Copper Penny over there back then? Oh, there's the pub. It's open. Pub. Look, all those cars over there. Cheers. Sears. The cars are lined up to get into Trader Joe's over there. I can see them.
1: <laughs> right, somebody described their neighborhood as Trader Joe's Heights.
2: <laughs> yeah, Kaiser on the left. I always wondered, what, does anybody know what happened to the murals
1: that used to be in the Sears? They had those sort of gold rush murals on the walls. By the way, Richard had lived in one of those buildings across Sears in the background.
4: Trout fishing in America.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, where are we? Western Edition, I know that, but. there's a laundry which may be on ellis street that's about to come up so we could be on ellis the henry laundry
2: looks ripe for redevelopment <laughs> That's Golden Gate Avenue, is that right? Yeah.
1: So these are, um, I've shown this clip before, but many of you have not seen it. These are members of the Black Panther Party and an outtake from a uh, film made by California Newsreel, and they're postering in the area of uh, Divisadero. You'll see a few landmarks in a bit. This is pretty early. This is, I'm going to say, 67, 68
4: Hughie Ha ha ha.
1: The work of the artwork of Emery Douglas, the, uh, the, the poster, newspaper, and, and multimedia artist of the Black Panther Party.
4: See if you can pick out the FBI infiltrator.
1: minor liquor lobby. (laughs) So a uh, a family from Michigan, Uh, the man was a delegate to to the Republican National Convention and these are the home movies he shot in San Francisco and on the convention floor.
4: Back then they were radicals.
1: Haven't done the research.
2: At Harvey, yeah.
5: Of
2: in our of yeah. There's almost speckles up there. Ah, City of Paris. Uh, City of Paris. <laughs> they can go to the White House too. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's right.
4: It was a different era. (laughs) Anybody remember who was running?
1: Eisenhower.
2: Did you vote for Stevenson? Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. (laughs) I sold my vote. Bald guys rule.
1: Uh, the uh, Republican Party you know was remembered as the party of Abe Lincoln, and the Democratic Party was the party of, of Southern segregationists, so there were still quite a number of African Americans who, who loyally voted Republican, and a few of them were at the convention. there's an odd walkie-talkie from a newsman <laughs> mid-century modern. <laughs> Some of these are recognizable faces, but uh, not in my. Consciousness, unfortunately. We'll see one person I could recognize. I'm just, I'm not good on my Republicans.
4: Yeah, you see one fat, bald guy, white, bald guy, you've seen it all?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it looks nice. Senator Everett Dirksen there in the background, who had a spoken word recording career. And there's Nixon accepting the vice presidential nomination. And Eisenhower with an arm in the front, down in front. So, courtesy once again of Jack Tilmany, this was a film. Um, uh, <laughs> the context was the uh, Preparedness Day parade in San Francisco in 1916. There was a bombing, and Tom Mooney was uh, arrested and framed for that bombing and served quite a long time in prison. <laughs> Mooney and Billings, yes, thank you.
2: I think I like the giant woman dropping money better.
1: (laughs) The Wobblies. And now for our finale, can we turn it up a tiny bit, the volume, made in 1955 by a, uh, a skilled amateur, Tullio Pellegrini. Stadium, but
3: the city its famous profile, framed by the silver Towers of the Bay Bridge.
1: <laughs> This film was uh, rediscovered thanks to Don Van Crevel.
2: People were so scared to get on that thing. It moved like five miles an hour, it cost a quarter or something, but they always thought it was going to collapse. When did it collapse? I think 61. <laughs> There's the Surf Club.
3: Yeah,
5: the
2: Big Dipper went down in 55. 55? 55? Sometime in the, maybe earlier. There's the Joa, or however you say it. It's an old Goya. (laughs) Is he an artist? Slope Boulevard. Uh, Labor Day weekend 1972 was the last day of Playland.
1: Castro Theater, yeah.
5: Astro Theater in the lower right.
3: To reverse their direction, the cable cars are pushed onto the unique turntable and swung around manually by the motor man and the conductor, much to the delight of the riders and spectators.
1: Hold your breath.
2: professional driver closed course.